What You Need to Know is being brought to us by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times and less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. It's SLK on 710 ESPN. Clinton Yates is in for the S and the L. What up? You got the K and you got Greg Bergman. You got Unique with that underscore at the end, U-N-E-E-Q underscore. And she's standing by right now with what we need to know. What's I, up, Laura? I was going to be like, wait, is he going to mess up my name? Because, you know, I already don't got followers like y'all. <laughs> well, we like, need to get you more followers. Like, by the way, we we, everybody always needs followers on all these different platforms. On Twitter at U-N-E-E-Q underscore. Am I right? Yes. Also on Instagram and TikTok. And talking about TikTok. Nice. Right? Segway. <laughs> talking about TikTok. We've all seen the viral videos of the dances, the motivational quotes, the relationship advice, all of that good stuff, right? But there's four businesses that have really thrived with the algorithm of TikTok. And then I, I'm not going to mention names because I'm not trying to get in trouble. But I thought about, hmm, if you guys had a business. Hold on. Well, hold on. Like businesses like specifically or businesses like genres of business? No, no. Like a business. Like okay. like little, you know, like, okay, I'll say this one. Wolf Palace. It's like a dog jewelry. Okay. You know what yes, I mean? So, so I was, I'm thinking in genres. And yeah. I could tell you some of the genres that I know that are really popular that I would think are popular on TikTok. But go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So I was like, I can feel, you know. Cap has been trying to push this TikTok thing where he hasn't even made videos, but he wants to do, like, he wants to become viral. But if we... <laughs> trying to glom on to somebody else's success. I get it. I get it. But I'm like, if you guys had to pick a business, whether whatever it would be, what would it be for you? And, and uh, would, like, how would you make that so happen? So this is, this is an easy one for me because I've actually thought about this in my real life mm-hmm. as something I might actually try to do as a side business. But, okay, so... And this is going to take a second, but not that long. So over the pandemic, I started watching a lot more like restoration videos Mm. where like somebody would take an old Zippo and like use all their little tools to clean it up and make it better or find like an old PlayStation and do it, soak it in all the fun stuff and redo all the metal and solder solder all the little irons and all, all the little cords and all that stuff. And it led me to... Because I'm a, you know, I am a person interested in car culture who does not have a car. It led me <laughs> to detailing videos. Okay. And like the sort of AMS, ASMR kind of like restorative feeling of detailing videos, mm-hmm. I found through a bunch of IG and TikTok stuff. And nice. like a lot of these dudes will do these like quick, like, detailing things where it's like oh look at that car it's terrible bang bang oh right. but i did you know and so like i feel like those kind of things mm-hmm. restoration stuffs would be huge and I, that's that's like the reason why i want to get on tiktok so if i start restoring it's doing detailing cars i'll put it there so Clint, you don't have do a tiktok you, do you have a TikTok? I, I i don't have a tiktok i will i did and it was weird and i didn't like it that much <laughs> and i keep telling my girlfriend that if she wants to put me on her tiktok i don't mind that i'll be a like a silent character in her in her films if you will but that hasn't happened yet so okay. we'll see Laura, I'm looking at your TikTok right now. Uh-huh. Oh, God, that's not creepy at all. <laughs> at unique, at U-N-E-E-Q underscore. I'm looking at your, and you're doing like something with your hair. You're, you're very happy with some hair product that you've apparently used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, I did the what you need to know for her. So Rizzo's Curls. Oh, Yeah, okay. it's like first Latina on Ulta and all that stuff. So I give them a shout out. But um, oh, nice. yeah, I was using their product because 
I used to straighten my hair, right? Like curly hair was not a thing before, and now I'm all about natural curls now. So it takes a while, man. Yeah, it's a process. <laughs> it's a process. You know, wash day is real. But um, yeah, so that's what that was on my TikTok. So about. what other businesses, and if you don't want to say their names, that's fine. But What are the, what are the genres? Like, what yeah. are the, so the other one was a hard seltzer that I guess went like- Oh, of course. That they went knocking, right? I was reading their story, and they were like, they were like literally go to store to store, be like, hey, we're going to give you product. So you could, you could sample it and see how it goes, and nobody would return their call. They went on TikTok and they like blew up. Yeah, TikTok wow. is close. So that's one, and then clothing line, of course. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, I I must admit I have not gotten into TikToking, and I've tried it a couple times. And um, and mine is uh, mine is Scott Kaplan nine because somebody already had Scott Kaplan, so I had to like add something to it, and I didn't want to add an underscore because I find underscores to be the most annoying thing in social media. Wow, what a I passive-aggressive shot at Laura. I know. What are we doing knows. here? We've, right. been, we've been arguing about her for a year. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, is that the reason I haven't gotten into TikToking is because my daughters, they're all into TikToking, and they all measure themselves based on the number of like views, and there have been a couple of times where these girls have done these dances, and they've gotten like millions of views. Like It's weird. And Why is that weird? That's what people do, bro. No, I know, but it's like, wow, like you girls were able to get like a million views and they're just super stoked about it. And um, and they there seems to be like a lot of production work that goes into it. Now, yes! they seem to make it happen really <laughs> fast and easy, but it looks really hard it's and complicated real. to me. That's why yeah. this is why I told my girl, like, I'll be in them. Just don't expect me to do any work on the creative end because it's a lot of work. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it it's a real, real thing. Like, you know, you're editing videos yeah. in real time. It's not It's not easy, bro. Yeah. You know? I'll tell you who's a TikTok sensation is J-Lo. I mean, not that she needed TikTok to be a sensation, but man, she is always dancing and in tiny little bikinis and showing off everything she got. My whole timeline on TikTok is all just like hot chicks. That's all it is. Yeah. Stunned. By the by, if you're in New York this weekend and you blow that game to the Red Sox and you see J-Lo making out with Ben, like that's a blow mm. for Yankees fans. Mm. You know what I'm saying, Cap? Yeah, yeah that, gonna... that, that, that's 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 a tough one too. Yeah. Dropping that series and then having to drop J Lo too. Oh. I think I'm going to do what A Rod does in his TikToks, which is what you were suggesting, Clinton. I'm just going to be in my daughter's TikTok videos. Sure, don't force your way in here, Cap. Yeah, don't yeah, go yeah. telling your kids that Clinton Yates told you <laughs> that you need to be in them. I'm saying that's your avenue. That's not your. That's not your invitation. That's your avenue. Creepy dad name. alert. Creepy yes. dad alert. Tell Clinton totally. Yates does not endorse you directing your way into these. But if you cameo after request that's a cool dad move man the, the number of dances that these girls learn you know just wow. to do tiktok videos i give them credit if they put no. put that much time into schoolwork or soccer or <laughs> you know anything else you know i mean listen maybe you can become a pro tiktoker or maybe you can be mm. a kid who makes a ton of money on tiktok yeah i mean listen i got my job off twitter because i was talking trash a lot they knew that i could write and they gave me a newsletter from there i got a column now on television is clinton yates yeah. so live your dreams kids there you go and you could live those Greg, dreams on TikTok. What about you, real quick, before we end this? What would your side hustle slash TikTok business be? Oh, man. Something to do with the Dodgers. Just setting up. I don't know. I don't got a good one. I was going to no, say, actually, I was, I was like, yeah. reason to go with me. Deep yeah, I, don't got a, I don't got a good Laura one. I was like, ask Greg. I was like, I don't think I want to ask Greg. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I stayed out of this conversation yeah. for a reason, like, just to be honest. Up. Right. No, yeah. I, there was a moment that <laughs> there was no reason. But it's reason funny I when to. we just throw him under the bus and it's so natural. Yeah, I know, but that was. 
But like, Greg, do you good. have a TikTok account? Uh, I mean, I think I do. It's yeah, the same you do. Thing you I, followed yeah. me. Yeah, it's it's at Bergman Greg, but I don't actually have it on my phone or anything like that. I did one video that the station wanted me to do or asked me to do, and I did it, and then I deleted it. Does I the station think- have a TikTok? Sorry. No, go ahead. Does the station have a TikTok? Uh, Janice, Janice? tweet us. (laughs) Janice would know. Text us, do something, let us know. (laughs) Now, Bergman, I actually think you'd be on to something here because instead of it just being a dance thing, you could just be doing Dodger commentary while you're watching Dodger games. And I, I'll bet I did, you it would I do did well. That. I did all that stuff before. Yeah, that I was his whole life. Before. Yeah, that was for a long time, and yeah. I, I don't need to go back to that world. All right, you're done on that, huh? Growth. Yep. Facts. Right, there you go. All right, that is what you need to know. It's presented by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Hey, guys, I still would like to get in as the afternoon goes on. Uh, the the, the shakeup in college football and the impact on our local teams. I know we got into that conversation a bit on Friday, but before we do, can I ask you guys, is anybody else besides me while the show is going on, does anybody else have the Olympics on other than me? Uh, I was watching water polo earlier, and there is men's volleyball on now. Yeah. So what channel of, of all the different channels you can watch, do you have any idea what channel you're watching? Bro, do you know what a circus, the TV, the TV situation <laughs> is here? No, I've, we nobody here knows what channel anything's on. We just press the buttons until we see stuff that we like. That's how MSNBC, that that's all I know yeah, right yeah. there. These are the logo. Okay, so you got the logo. I don't have a logo. I think this is... MSNBC. Is that MSNBC? Yeah, you I can sure? see it from here. Oh, all right. I thought we were on different channels. Okay. I'm watching right now on regular network NBC. And of course, I have no idea if it's live, if it's recorded. I I have no idea. Uh, (laughs) I'll assume that it's already been, this is pre recorded stuff here. But I'm watching men's gymnastics. Okay. Now, Greg, you asked earlier, why watch the Olympics? Like, you're not into it. Why watch it? Somebody somebody tweeted us right away and said, don't beat up on skateboarding. Skateboarding is a Southern California thing and it's made its way into the Olympics. You should celebrate that. I agree. I'm watching men's gymnastics. These guys, my entire life, Olympics, have always fascinated me. The body, the athleticism, whether it's the, what is the horse thing that they do? You know, like where it's got the two handles. And pommel the, horse. Hobble. Is that what it's called? Pommel. Hobble? P-O-M-M-E-L. Not okay. pommel, which is what Sedano's probably going to do if you guys get into an octagon. <laughs> Pommel, P-O-M-M-E-L. Okay, pommel horse. Like, like that's an incredible thing to be able to jump up on there, hold on to those two things, break dance on the pommel horse, and then whip yourself around. I mean, it's incredible strength and balance. Now I'm watching these guys on. Now, what are they called when they have the parallel bars, or the is that the is women parallel, right? Because there's the the lower one and the higher one. Is this called the uneven bar? What what is the men's version? where it's just the one bar, and they just go whipping around and around and around, and then they make these huge like uh, somersaults in the air, and then they hopefully land their, their dismount. This is gymnastics. I never watch it. I don't go seeking it. I'm not looking. I don't know anybody in gymnastics. I just know that when the Olympics are on and men's and women's gymnastics are on, I'm into it for some reason. So you want me to tell you a good story about specifically men's gymnastics? So in D.C., where I grew up, uh, first of all, D.C., Baltimore area has a reasonably strong gymnastics-like pipeline, if you will. Think Dominique Dawes, if you know any names in that regard. But my sister's best friend growing up, his name is Jair Lynch, went to the Olympics. Like, dude was just a beast gymnast. Went to Stanford, four years, you know, guy. I think they won a national championship when he was there, and he went to the Olympics one year. And I'll never forget, 92, Barcelona. Guy won a silver medal doing, oh, was it, was it bars? 
or was it rings? I can't remember. But like ever since then, I've been interested because a guy I know, like a real deal friend of mine whose middle name I know, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that guy won a medal and he was 10 years older than I am. But like I was like, oh, this is cool. So ever since then, I've had um, not to say a connectivity to it, but like I understand what you're talking about. And like when you've seen him and listen, Jai is shorter than I am. He is all of that. I mean, when he was a gymnast, obviously he was a little bit more muscular, but like he was not some huge dude. Not that huge dudes really are gymnasts, but like it was rather remarkable to see what kind of athleticism could have come out of that body, and it got him a medal. Dude, I'm him. telling you right now, watching these men do gymnastics is amazing. I was watching just before. Um, I didn't. I don't know if you call it synchronized diving. You know, um, but it's two dudes in tiny little speedos, and they both get up on the top of this deck, and they dive exactly at the same time, completely uh, in in unison, and it's amazing. Like, so you ask the question, why watch the Olympics? Because we never see stuff like this, and when we see it, we seem to really like it. All right, stick around, everybody. I do want to get into this college football thing. I know Clinton's got a lot to say about it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. You know what today is, Clinton Yates? What day is it, Cap? Well, you know, there's always every day. Every day now has like 15 days that it is. You yes. Know? Uh, today is National Aunt and Uncle Day. Oh. Yeah, my day. I say aunt, but that's fine. Same. You say aunt? Aunt. Aunt. Like A-U-N-T. You know how it's spelled. Mm-hmm. I'm joking. Aunt. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I, I'm not going to get into an aunt versus aunt discussion. <laughs> but, um, yeah, aunts and uncles. My aunts and uncles few of whom have passed away are extremely important people in my life. My dad was one of 10. So, five boys and five girls. So, wow. There was very much a lot of time spent with, you know, a lot of my aunts and a lot, a lot of my uncles and their spouses who also are aunts and uncles. So, aunts and uncles are pretty much why you're looking at your boy these today, you know. Laura, uh Aunt Laura, Aunt Unique? Yes. I'm obsessed with my kiddos. I don't care to really have my own kids <laughs> not really i just feel like being an aunt is the best feeling ever because you get to enjoy the things that you kind of want to enjoy with your kids right i love taking my goddaughter shopping i'm like whatever you want baby it's yours you know if i can take her to disneyland but then when she gets fussy i'm like all right sister you can have your daughter back <laughs> it's the best feeling Perfect. ever i have one niece and um and she Right now, we're in a little bit of a thing, she and I. She's 22 years old, um, graduated from college quickly. She did it in three years. She worked like two jobs. Um, My sister's a single mom, uh, raised her all by herself. I mean, I had my parents to help a little bit. But what I'm saying is um, I love this girl, right? And she calls me about uh, two weeks ago, and she goes, great news. And I said, oh, tell me. 
And she said, I'm getting married. And I went, whoa, hold on. Time out here. Pump the brakes. Chill out, kid. Relax. And uh, so, you know, I didn't want to, like, spoil her excitement. But at the same time, I was like, um, we need to have a real serious conversation around this. You're really, really young. You blasted your way through college. You immediately have started your career. And now you want to get married. I'm like, can we just... Please All right, hold on, hold on. Let's 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 let Uncle Clinton in here. Yeah, help me this. out here. What are we? Okay, like first of all, I don't want to be airing this girl's whole business out. So don't tell me what college she went to. But what state does she live in? Florida. Okay, so this tracks with Florida. There's certain states in America. If you looked up the average marriage ages, and I don't know that we're going to do this, but certain places <laughs> in America, people get young, married young for a lot of different reasons. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's a cultural difference or whether it's just like you don't really trust anybody else that you're with. You know what I mean? Just in terms of your friend group as well. The only reason I would ever advise anybody not to get married young is if they are the kind of person who is averse to divorce. Relationship talk with your boy. Meaning, if you think that you would leave your partner well, then maybe wait a get up, maybe wait a while. You know what I'm saying? Because the reason why I've never been married and I'm 40 years old is that I said, because my parents were divorced, I don't ever want to get divorced. You know what I'm saying? So my thought process on that was, I'm not getting married. You have some news for us, Laura. Okay, so in California, the average age for a girl to get married is 27. Okay. The guy's 29, Colorado 26, men 28. But Florida is 27 and men 29. Oh, wow. So that's higher than I thought. Yeah. That's so much higher that's, than I thought That's kind of the average around in the United States. Which but is exactly Scott, do you see what I'm age. saying? Like, that's if exactly she's the kind age. of person that is generally a committed person, like for a lot of things in life, it's not that big a deal. It's just adding a partner. You know what I mean? But if you're the kind of person who goes to dinner and you can't pick anything without three people picking theirs first and then maybe you pick one of theirs, don't get married at 22. You know what I'm saying? That's not even about her. That's just a general kind of thing where, you know, because you don't want to go through the pain of the breakup. Otherwise, it's just, what's the big deal? You're well, picking a life partner. I, that's what I was trying to say, though, is like, hey, look, I was 29. My, ex, my ex-wife was 27. And you know what? By the time we were in our 40s, people change. Their wiring changes. Their physical being changes. Their, their thoughts of, of what they want their life to be, things change. And so when you get married super young like this, maybe there's a case to be made that you grow up together and, and, and you'll be together forever. Like my parents are still married, 50 some odd years, you know, um, but I couldn't make it. I made it to 17. I just I don't want that for her. I know what it has done and, and it's what it's done to my kids. And so I just. Don't, don't tell her that, that, bro. You know, don't tell I know, her right. That, like, though. I mean, you that's can't just do it, that. Right. I know. You know and I, I, I'm keeping my mouth shut. I swear to you, Clint, I'm keeping my I'm biting my lip. Talking about it on a national. I mean, second biggest market in the nation. But right. no, I get what you're saying. But like, that's the kind of thing that you got to let people figure out on their own. That's what Laura, makes the world any go advice around. here. I mean, what do you think? Uncle Scott here with his niece could use a little bit of advice, auntie. For OK, for me personally, I think just because in California, we tend to extend that age is far. <laughs> the further, the better. Right. Um, th- that's just me. But I feel like at the end of the day, Clint's right. You got to let people live their life. And I don't want to say make their own mistakes because this might not be a mistake. Right. Exactly. But it could be a lesson, a lesson. And I always feel like lessons have blessings in there some way, you know, so. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. She's not exactly asking for my opinion. She's asking exactly. for me to be happy. <laughs> right. So yeah. Uncle exactly. Scott's going to be happy. There's that. All right. All right, hey Clinton, let's uh, let's get back to something that you and I started talking about on Friday of last week, and that is, uh, and and news is being perpetuated around this story, the fact that Oklahoma and Texas are leaving the Big Twelve to join the SEC. 
For me, I'll just say this. I don't really care that much about either of those two schools, and I don't really care that much about either of those two conferences. I care more about the conferences and the schools that play locally, and I'm just worried that there's going to be yet another massive realignment of college athletics, and where USC and UCLA, and I would throw in Cal and Stanford, where they all fit in this potential realignment. What do you think about what's going on? I saw a report on TV today that said, should the Big Ten consider poaching a couple Pac-12 teams? And I almost barfed. Like, I'm not a huge college football person in the context of like, oh, I care about X and X team or X and X conference. But what I am a huge fan of is the systems of operation that allow kids to be able to play out their dreams, whatever that may be. And I don't know at what point we literally took the dollar with no other consideration into effect in college football. Now, listen, the first consideration of the dollar was with the students. Well, that's changed. NIL is what it is. Students can find a way to get remunerated. We sort of crossed that bridge, even if we haven't necessarily gotten to the other side yet, in terms of what we think is reasonable. The second thing is the schools making money. Now, like, okay, schools need money to run their operations. If you're a revenue source, if you're a revenue, um, if you're a revenue sport, you're mm-hmm. funding the rest of the athletic department effectively. Okay, mm-hmm. so the school needs a certain amount of money. And the third is just the generalized concept of sort of exposure for the school more largely. I'm sorry, Texas has been had all of that, and as a result, Oklahoma kind of has too. They already have preferred nation status in their conference. And to me, it is just, again, exceedingly greedy for that particular school and those particular institutions to decide that they want to try to go to another conference where, again, something that matters in football and in college sports is tradition. The things that you do around Saturdays. Nobody really cares who actually wins or loses college football games. You know what I mean? You're there to watch these kids have a good time in these towns in America where only they do what they do against the other people that come to them because that's just how it works. I'm not a traditionalist in any sense other than if a Texas and Oklahoma move to the SEC and another conference collapses, everything else other than the football collapses too. And that's just not that cool. It's not worth it to me. I don't see a team that lost to Maryland twice in the past five years walking over to the SEC and doing anything anyway. This makes no sense to me, Cap. And if this ends up affecting four California teams, let's just say, you know, the four teams you named, and next thing you know, they're playing, I don't know, Rutgers on a Thursday. You know, like, what are we doing? That's not why we do any of this. College kids play basically so they can maybe either make the pros, have some fun with their friends, or they learn to socialize in the so-called real world, and their parents can maybe come see them. All that's out the window if you decide that the SEC has got to be a super conference. You know, it just it just doesn't make sense to me. And I don't even like college football that much. You know what I mean? <laughs> it just upsets me from a balance of power scenario where we kind of had this figured it out. Why are we doing this right now so drastically? It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, and, and I just think about it, like I said, from an SC, UCLA, Stanford, Cal perspective, um, when you look at the Big 12, just by way of example, because this is the conference that's being rated by the SEC – um, Oklahoma and Texas take off. What's left? Kansas, which is bad in, ba- in, bad in football but good in basketball. Baylor, which is good in both. Um, otherwise, there's really not a whole lot left. West Virginia has got to go join the Big Ten or the ACC. 
All I'm saying is that if you're USC and UCLA, you got to be looking at what the leftovers are from the Big 12 and think about expansion because without expansion, there could be extinction. Yeah. I didn't actually mean to make that, but that sounded kind of cool. Yeah, it's a good expansion point. Expansion and extinction. Very yeah, good point. Anyway. All right, listen, uh, stand by, everybody, because coming up next, it is the most listened to segment on the SLK show. Big deal or no deal is right around the corner. This is Sedano, LZ and Cap on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Big Deal or No Deal is coming up in just a matter of moments. And speaking of big deals, it's a big deal that you call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call our friends at Sam and Ash Law, 1-800-304-2000. That's 1-800-304-2000 because you deserve what's right. So along with Clinton Yates. What's up? With Greg Bergman. With Laura Romo, a.k.a. Unique. It's the SLK Show on 710 ESPN. And it is time now for Big Deal or No Deal. Greg Bergman, to you, sir. All right, we're going to start with you, Clinton. Yep. Damian Lillard has a reason why USA is not winning in the Olympics, saying, and you know who we see each night sometimes in the NBA? They're completely different when they play for their countries. They get more freedom, and they and the comfort level is obvious. So we put ourselves in a dogfight, and they made plays to win it. Is saying international players play harder in the Olympics than in the NBA a big deal or no deal? It's a big deal because it's a misunderstanding of what is actually happening. Now, to say they play harder, I think, does not equate it's a different game it's the harder play is rewarded differently the game is refereed differently everything about I mean it's not everything about it it's still basketball but like the whole notion of and if you if you follow a lot of soccer you know this the whole notion of club versus country is also another thing some guys are just more motivated to play for their country it's not about harder it's just the camaraderie that exists when you're playing for the nation that you represent is just a different mental space than when you're playing for a pro team it just is you know and that's something that USA basketball has had a lot of trouble acclimating to like over the course of time not just in general you know i mean that's one of the things about the dream team excuse me, that I think is sort of undersold is that not only were they the best basketball players on earth ever collected, they really wanted it, you know? So when you're blowing teams out by 40, it's not just because you're making a bunch of jump shots. It's because you're deciding you're going to play defense and you're going to shut people down, which is not really something that the USA basketball team is doing right now. See, I'll also go with big deal here, but I want to say it like this. If Dame Lillard is saying that the uh, other players from other countries play harder in the Olympics – then what I'm hearing him say is is that the USA basketball players don't play as hard. And to me, that's a big deal because what you're talking about, Clinton, with the Dream Team, was that was time for the U.S. to go out and show everybody we're the dominant force in basketball. The game has changed drastically over the last 20 or 30 years, and clearly the NBA has become more international than ever before. So if I'm the USA basketball players, I want to go and win and show everybody, 
you may be the best in your country, but that means you come to our country to play pro ball. And I just sense, and this is why I'm like not, like I should be rooting USA, USA. I should want our USA men's basketball team to win. And yet I sense that they don't want it. And and I sense that, by the way, they t- to take three guys that were in the championship and send them over that late. Can't happen. Like, well, like, why don't you just say, hey, guys, congratulations. You played in the NBA finals. Get done. Rest your bodies up. Because next year, all we're going to hear about is these guys complaining that they had a shortened offseason. They got hurt because they went and played. Which is a fair complaint, and that's the whole issue with USA Basketball. I've talked about this at length with Greg, which is, what is your goal? Is your goal to win medals? Is your goal to be developmental for the NBA? Is your goal to win, you know, what? who knows? Because right now they're doing neither. And if the guy who coaches all the international players in the NBA can't seem to get the American players to play the international game well, you have a larger disconnect there, referring to Greg Popovich, than I think people realize. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm, I, it's a big deal for me because I sense that if you tell me that the international players are playing harder, then what you're also telling me is that the U.S. players aren't playing as hard. What's next, Greg? All right. That was on me. Sorry, Laura. Uh, Kaplan, Matt sure. Damon, and Ben Affleck really hit the scene together back in the day as screenwriters and stars of Goodwill Hunting. Now Damon is coming out and saying that he and Affleck... Affleck are going to start working together a lot more in life and in on the big screen as well, whether it's acting or screenwriting. Is this a big deal or no deal? Um, I'll say it's a big deal just for this reason. Look, they obviously had a lot of success early on. They've gone out and done their own solo projects, and they've been successful there as well. And I think that when you get a little bit older, you start thinking about who are the people you want to work with. And I don't mean just on screen, but in other businesses, because I'm sure those guys got a lot of other things going on because they got plenty of money. And so um, I think when you go back to your roots of who your closest friends are or were, um, I kind of think that's really cool. You know, I I think um, I'll, I'll just take big deal here on this one. Huge deal. In line with the rest of Ben Affleck getting his affairs in order in his home, so to speak, getting the entire band back together. I mean, this is fantastic news if you're the Affleck family. You know, he's <laughs> reuniting with his old partner in uh, Matt Damon. I've never seen Goodwill Hunting, by the by. Um, and he's getting back with JLo, his old flame. I mean, this could be, we could be in the prime. Of Ben Affleck's life. Little do we know. This is a late surge in his career, Greg. A renaissance. A renaissance. Hey, hey, hey! Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Off the top of the dome. All right. Very good. <laughs> wow. Correct. Correct. All right. All right, Glenn. We have hit. Let's go to the next one, Laura. <laughs> very good, Bergman. Very, very good. Great. All right, Glenn. Yes. Uh, we have hit posthumous album status for Prince. Okay. Recorded in 2010, Prince is, Prince's estate has released or is about to release a new album called Welcome to America. Is this a big deal or no deal? This is a big deal for a couple different reasons. Number one, from an artistic creativity standpoint, obviously more of Prince's work getting out there is a huge deal. But also, from a records-keeping and by records, I mean like things people owned from a music distribution legality standpoint. 
the family and who controlled the vault and how you can get that music out, how this works for Prince, I think will be very instructive for a lot of artists going forward because he had such a large catalog and there was a legitimate fight as to what they were going to do with this music. So I think there's going to be some case law made here, for lack of a better term, in terms of how this goes from a publishing standpoint, Cap. Yeah, I'm going to go big deal, but here's my reasoning because think about this. You're Prince, and you have apparently hundreds of other songs already written, music produced, et cetera, et cetera, that you're not even putting out. I mean, to me, like we do this every day. So every day you got to come up with three hours of material every day that what you're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, this is daily. He was thinking way in advance. It's just the amount of work that he did that was not released. You know, when you're not a, a, a recording artist like he was, like in my opinion, it'd be like, okay, look, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write like 10 or 15 songs. I'm going to pick the best, best seven or eight. I'm going to throw them on an album, and that's what's going to happen here. This guy was producing, and it wasn't just him. It's lots of other artists, but producing massive, massive amounts of yeah. content. And that, to me, is really fascinating. So for me, I'll go big deal. Next, please, Laura. All right, Cap. Ben Simmons is on the trade block, and there have been plenty of rumors floating around since the season ended. Well, apparently, according to Jake Fisher of Bleach Report, the 76ers are not happy with an obvious lessening of his trade value and, the bigger part, upset that Ben has been ghosting them the entire offseason and will not <laughs> return his, their texts or calls. Is Ben ghosting the Sixers... A big deal or no deal? I'm going to say no deal. I'm going to say no deal here. You know, this kid got so beat up, I say beat up verbally, uh, through the playoffs and, and what he couldn't do, and uh, he plays with, um, with a sense of fear, and et cetera. It's, I mean, all everybody did was just rip this guy and criticize every aspect of what he does. And then it seemed like um, the 76ers weren't doing a whole lot to put down all the rumors and speculation about him possibly being traded. And so if I'm him, you know, I, I don't need – this is not college where when the coach calls, you better answer, otherwise you got big problems. Um, this is professional ball. He's made a bunch of money. And right now I could see this guy wanting to take a break, not just from, from basketball, but really from the Sixer organization. To me, him ghosting them, not a big deal. I agree with everything you're saying, but it's just a data point, different analysis yet again. I think it's a big deal because of exactly that. It means the Sixers have screwed this up to the point that one of their star players isn't answering their phone calls. Like, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't have that if you're an NBA franchise. Like, in a player empowerment world, and I think Ben Simmons is completely in the right on this, if your team is trying to contact a player and the player is not interested, that's a problem for the team, not a problem for the player if Sixers get it together. All right, one more, please, Laura. All right, Clinton. Margot Robbie is very, very happy with the way James Gunn's version of the Suicide Squad was made. I know this is not probably not your cup of tea, Cap, but I know Clinton is a big DC guy. Saying that it is arguably one of the greats, if not the greatest comic book movies ever made. Oof. Despite being in the movie... Is Robbie's claim a big deal or no deal? I mean, that's that's no real deal because in the Marvel versus DC discussion, we're I mean, we're like we're almost talking about two different sports at this point. Um, my question is though, is is Jared Leto back as Joker? This is all that matters in my world. I'm not sure in that 
I don't even know if he's in that Suicide Squad. He is in Suicide Squad. He's the original. He's no, the no, su- the new one. The, the new, new one. That's, okay, so I'm not sure if he's okay. In the so new that one. in my personal world, if Jared Leto is not back, huge deal because I'm an A one day one Jared Leto stand, and that's the only reason I even saw that first movie. It was okay, pretty cool soundtrack. It's got one fun song on it. I'm a sucker for pain. Um, Leto was good, and I thought Margot Robbie and him played together off played off of each other together well. So if he's not there. I don't think it's going to be possible for that movie to be that good because the on-screen chemistry of those two was fun. Although, the um, the TV series about Harley Quinn is pretty good. He is not on the IMDb. Oh! They do not see that. There is a untitled Jared Leto Joker project, but he is not on the new Suicide Squad, according to this. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Cap? Well, you know, Greg, you, you, you are very familiar, and everybody listening knows, I know nothing about any of these DC films. I know nothing about any of the other ones as well. <laughs> Um, now I think artificial intelligence though is very interesting. And I think my computer heard you say the name Margot Robbie. So just as I typed in M A R into Google to find out who Margot Robbie is already, Margot Robbie jumped up. And the one thing that I've already seen that seems very interesting to me is this headline. Margot Robbie once slept in a room with a cardboard cutout of John Cena. Now, is there something going on between her and John Cena? Because I love John Cena. I just didn't know who Margot Robbie was. John Cena is in this Suicide Squad movie. So love John Cena. You did not know who Margot Robbie was? No. no. You oh. know me, Why I are you surprised? Wait, wait, wait. Why? No, because, because Margot Robbie is... She would fall into the so-called hot chicks oh, department no, I, right. that I think I that mean, would be on a... Cap's radar. Right. She may be the, one of the most beautiful women on the planet. Yeah, I'm looking right at her she picture is. now, and I'm going, okay, I know but who it's she Cap. is. <laughs> yeah, right, it's me. But yeah, I mean, but you were just talking about how you're on TikTok just to look at hot chicks. <laughs> well, there's this one picture of her, and she's got this super short hair. Let's be she, careful here. And she looks like, um, what's the character's name? What's her name? Bridget Nielsen in uh, Beverly Hills Cop? You know? No, I don't. No? But That was a good movie, but I don't remember That was a great movie. I don't remember Brigitte Nielsen in Beverly Hills Cop. Maybe it was uh, Rocky IV. Brigitte Nielsen in Rocky IV, I do remember yeah, she was also in. It was Beverly Hills Cop two, if that makes it. Yeah, easier that helps. On you. That helps. But listen, I'm a I'm a John <laughs> Cena fan. You know, if that yeah. accounts for anything in this equation, which Hit I don't think it does. <laughs> yeah. <I> don't th- <laughs> 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 All right, stick around. Coming up, for those of you that are into the Olympics, we're going to go through what's going to be on tonight on the Olympics and see if we can convince Greg and Laura to get into the Olympic Games. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Yeah, it's SLK on a Monday evening here on 710 ESPN. Clinton Yates filling in all week for Sedano and LZ. Yo. And remember, Wednesday, we are at Rams training camp. Looking forward to that visit. Going to be a very good time. I'm hoping that everybody's going to be tuned in because let me tell you something. Uh, We're going to be talking to Rams front office execs. We're going to be talking to players. We're going to give you an idea of what's going on at practice. So uh, we'll be there and we'll be your eyes and ears. And you guys will be out there, and we'll tell you everything that's going on. So I have something to ask you about this, Cap, first of all, before we get to the Olympics. So I told you how Aaron Rodgers is close to being on my oxygen list, as in 
people I just don't feel like giving oxygen to, either in the airwaves or on my real life, because they're just getting annoying, whether or not they have good reason for it or not, that's on them. Now, you mentioned that you have started mixing this in to your um, lexicon. Yeah. How did this go? And why did you not tell me this beforehand? So it didn't go well. Just to let you know, okay. um, because all weekend long, I was like, you know what, man, I'm not giving that guy any air. Okay. And people are like, people are like, what do you mean you're not giving that guy any air? And I'm like, well, you know, Clinton Yates is, is hosting the show and, and he's been telling me that, you know, he doesn't want to talk about this guy because he don't want to give that guy no air. And then I was like, you know what? It just doesn't sound right coming from me. <laughs> and then I realized today that it's not because I didn't want to give anybody any air. It's because I didn't want to give them any oxygen. Yeah. So I screwed the whole thing up from the very beginning. <laughs> okay. That's good to know. You know what I mean? Just like you messed up the handsome man community versus club. Right. It's the nomenclature matters. I'm a writer. So, you know, certain things come off the tongue in certain ways. You know, it's important. The oxygen list, though, I got to say, Clinton, I haven't found anybody that I don't want to give oxygen to. So, for example, like this Aaron Rodgers story to me, I'm fascinated by it. I'll talk about it all day, every day. I think it's super interesting, whereas someone like yourself, you're like, no oxygen for him. No, I mean, he's approaching the oxygen list is my point. You know what I'm saying? He's. I mean, look, if he shows up to camp, it's news. It's just that, listen, when we're in this business, you know what I'm saying, and you got to talk about certain stuff over and over, there are certain things you have to talk about, understandably. But there's some things that are legitimate well, non-stories that, you know, we find ourselves talking about. I'm not saying that it's not worthy of discussion on this program or any other one. It's just sometimes my personal opinion is that, like, I, you know, no, I don't need to discuss this outside of duties for the gig. You know what I'm saying? Because it's yeah. like there's not really anything happening. In a particular case of Aaron Rodgers, I don't actually agree with sort of how he's going about this. I don't think he's doing the wrong thing, but how he's going about it is kind of getting on my nerves. Yeah, even like on Friday of last week, we didn't really touch on Trevor Bauer. Not that there was really anything to add to the story other than he had gone into court with his parents and, you know, they're, they're going to push this thing back by another three or four weeks, whatever it is. We really weren't talking about that. You didn't want to give him any oxygen. 100% on the oxygen list. Yeah. That guy. And, and literally when we got off the air, call it 6.58 on Friday, I then turned on my computer and turned on Zoom and went on Fox 11 in L.A. to have a full-blown conversation with Alex Michelson and his co-host and, and the reporter that was there at the courtroom. And I was like, this is kind of interesting. No oxygen on the radio, but plenty of oxygen on TV. So yeah. I haven't found anybody to make my no oxygen list, but I'm going to be stealing that phrase because I really think it's funny. Okay, that works. What's on tonight, buddy? Yeah, Greg, let's uh, let's find out tonight the Olympic Games. I've been watching men's gymnastics here this afternoon. Oh, we got the yes, I'm watching, go. The yeah, music? I've been watching synchronized diving today. Greg, I watched asked, a little. You know what I watched a little of yesterday? Mixed archery. Ooh, who archery. knew that they were doing that by pairs? And who knew they were splitting that up? I did not know men's and women's archery had a mixed option, which is interesting to me. I don't really know why, but it just is. You know. Because you're really just shooting a bow. I'm not really sure what, you know. Yo, it's hard. Yeah. I, oh, it's hard as hell. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm not really. Sure. I, I. It never occurred to me that there would be mixes and blends like that. But it, it was fun. The Americans did not win, but it was. It was a good little competition. All right. So you want to hear what's on today? So on the Olympic Channel, which I have no idea what channel the <laughs> Olympic Channel is. Um, they're at, starting at right at seven o'clock in ten minutes. Tennis, men's round two singles doubles. 
Men's Let's round try that two. Again. Yeah. Men's round. There's no commas or anything. I'm just. It's just straight across. Aaron so, Hank. <laughs> no, this is from like the sporting news. It I says know, men's round kidding. two singles comma doubles. Okay. So sporting men's news, round two. Thing. Yeah, apparently. Uh, there's also starting women's round three singles and round two doubles at okay, seven o'clock. Can I just say one thing? Sure. Like, tennis on the Olympic is something. Channel. I don't Ten- need tennis in the Olympics. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Tennis. I like, yeah. Go ahead. You don't need it. I, I. I will not give it any oxygen. Clinton. I did love it when Serena Williams seawalked in front of the Queen on center court at Wimbledon. That was dope. But like writ large, I don't really need a ton of sports that I'm already watching right. in the Olympics. Golf, right. I don't need in the Olympics. Yes. Tennis, I don't need in the Olympics. That's Especially not country swim- club sports. Right. That's why swimming and and you mentioned archery. Well, track and field is the number one polo. seed in this, you know. Yeah, this state, you know. I, I like to watch all these sports that I never get to look at. All right, what else you got, Greg? All right, so if you want something that you never get to watch, at 7:10 on CNBC, rugby, the men's qualifying round. Oh, you in, not, you in on some ru- rugby? So this is the sport that they created basically for the Americans to be able to play because <laughs> Americans are not traditional <laughs> rugby powers, but we got a lot of fast dudes, and sevens is a completely different style of rugby that allows you to rip and run up the field. So I might tune into this for sure. So this is this is sevens though versus like whatever so. is regular. I think sevens rugby? is the only rugby in the Olympics. Like I mm-hmm. don't think that they're having those big meat hooks come in from all over the place. You know, I think I think it's it's sevens. Yeah, I would watch a little bit of rugby. I mean, it's not my first choice, but I would mm. watch some rugby. Oh, Lori, you're not having any of no, this, are you? No, no. For me, it's like all these sports that I never cared, but I was forced like to do in high school but you were like what's the easy you know what I mean it's just like that's how I feel about all of these sports like nobody cares oh Laura you want to talk about being forced to do in in, uh, school Mm -hmm. early on this is probably something from middle school at least we did in our middle school okay shoot shoot. on CNBC also at 710 they're gonna looks like they're gonna go back and forth women's team EP quarterfinals which is fencing a pay a pay a pay but I didn't know how to say it no 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 it's cool Um, that's cool Sidebar, I feel like CNBC has sneaky had the strongest of all these. (laughs) Like CNBC is what I keep going back to that like the thing I kind of want to watch is on CNBC. Not USA, not MSNBC, not NBCSN, CNBC. Shout out to Squawk Box. And and, and CNBC would normally have like reruns of Shark Tank on tonight. And Mm -hmm. and just by the way, Greg, since you're kind of giving us a rundown of what's happening on television tonight for people who want to watch the Olympics... Um, or for people that don't, but are thinking, oh, I heard about that. That sounds cool. Right now on NBC, so the actual you know mothership channel, there's swimming, and they have a bug in the upper right corner that says live. So for all yeah, this time, on. I've been watching stuff that's that I assume was not live, and now I'm actually getting live swimming mm. in the Olympics. It's the finals of whatever it is that you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> really well, quick. Made- yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off no, because Greg said he did this in middle school fencing. Sir, what bougie school did you go to? Because we did not it have was, that. It was gym <laughs> class, and they went through a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, I don't what know. Were your, what was the what was the epee, if you will, of choice? Like, what was it made of? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever they <laughs> handed to me. Plastic? No, no, but I mean, like, do you remember what the swords were? Like? I think no. It was it had it was an actual sword, but it had like the tip thing on it yeah, on the okay. top, so you ca- you couldn't actually hurt anybody. Right, we right. did juggling, man. We were broke. Yeah, they did that too. <laughs> No, we did. We My did juggling. Junior high, shout out to Joe's Junior High. We but did like juggling. broke. Okay, we did things with like you know uh, other stuff too. All right, so also at what is that? Eight o'clock on USA Beach Volleyball, the men's qualifying Ooh, round. I love volleyball. 
I love me a good beach volleyball. I played volleyball. Uh, beach volleyball to me far more interesting on the men's side than indoor men's volleyball. Indoor men's volleyball, they just jump it up and jack it down every time. Right. It's not even right. that mm-hmm. interesting. You know what I'm saying? Be- beach volleyball men's is much much more fun. I'm in. Yeah, because because beach volleyball for men, they're playing two on two, right? Yeah. It's a different okay. skill set. Right. It's, a, it's just a different competition. Yeah. Right. I mean, six on six in a gym with men, not, not as interesting. Yeah. No. No, it's it's not a good it's not a good game. By the way, the women's one hundred meter backstroke finals. Oh, I'm in on this now. Okay. Yeah, you're in the pool. I mean, backstroke's hard. I mean, it's it's hard enough to just swim freestyle. Backstroke is really hard. Backstroke is tough. Would you watch a backwards running race, Gregory? A backwards running race, actually, yeah, <laughs> I think I would. See, I want if it's weird, I might be into it. Okay. Like archery could be kind of into. I'm yeah. not gonna be into that. Archery is dope. Yeah, like you know? I need it to be weird. I don't need it to be any of these other things that you okay. can do on a regular basis. I feel like by that by that mm. logic, you would like the Winter Olympics more in general. Anyway, yes, I, I would because I like um, curling. Yes, big fan. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so you like CNBC, Clinton? Yes. Well, CNBC at nine o'clock is gonna have softball, the bronze medal game. Oh. Let's who go. Who? Who's playing? I don't know. It just says bronze. <laughs> All right, that's game. fine. That's good enough for me. <laughs> CNBC nine o'clock. I'm there, dude. CNBC's the place to be. I told right you, now. man. I know. I go there for Shark Tank reruns, and now I'm going to have to go there for all the good Olympic games. I go there because they have dueling scrolls at the bottom that move at different speeds, and I like their graphics packages. Yeah, that is true. They that's do. That's a big they deal do. that they do. All right. Well, listen. We are back on the air tomorrow afternoon at three fifty-five p.m. Following Mason in Ireland, so make sure you're here tomorrow afternoon. And uh, and we're now the official show of the Olympics. I think. I think we're talking more Olympics than anybody, even though we're not talking about any real Olympics. Official show of the handsome man community. That's it. You know that's the truth. That is the straight truth. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Greg. Great job, Clinton Yates. We are back tomorrow. Until then, peace. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.